What's up, everyone? It's David back with this week's episode of Health and Fitness Friday. This is your bite-sized podcast meant to make you a little smarter and a little stronger at the end of every week. We're still riding the back pain train this week, but we are taking that back in time. So back pain seems like a modern dilemma, right? We sit more and more for our jobs. We sit and watch Netflix at home. We sit in our cars and therefore we have back pain. People probably didn't have back pain before our lifestyles became sedentary, right? Actually, not right. We can look back as far as 3,000 years ago and find documented cases of back pain. Now, back in the day, meaning like 1500 BCE, we don't have statistics to tell us the per capita case rate of back pain or anything of that nature. But we can say that some of the most influential names in the history of science and medicine were pondering back pain, what caused it, how to treat it, centuries and centuries and centuries ago. And now, at least 3,000 years into the written history of back pain, we still don't have a discernible cause for 95 to 99% of low back pain cases. Interestingly enough, as is often the case, our most modern paradigm of back pain is actually beginning to resemble more closely some of the most ancient definitions rather than what we have considered to be quote unquote fact in the interim. So I've been reading Back in Motion, the new book from Steffi Cohen and Ian Kaplan, and I found the section on the history of back pain absolutely fascinating. Just check this out. So Aristotle of ancient Greece, he was the first to analyze muscles and movements. He was perhaps the first physiologist. But when it came to theories about pain, Aristotle described pain as a passion of the soul. Pain could not be removed from the context of the body, and Aristotle viewed pain as part of what it means to be alive. A generation before Aristotle, Hippocrates of Cos was studying animal and cadaver dissections and writing as many as 60 medical textbooks included in which were systematic classifications of spinal anatomy and pathology. In fact, nearly 2,500 years ago, Hippocrates accurately predicted a relationship between radiating sciatic leg pain and the back. For sciatica, he would prescribe rest, massage, heat, dietary changes, and music therapy. Not that different than what many clinicians would prescribe for sciatic symptoms today. He even noted that most sciatica symptoms resolved within about 40 days, which is consistent with what we now know about tissue healing requiring approximately six weeks. Following Hippocrates, Galen of Permagon wrote his own collection of medical texts in the 2nd century BCE. He provided a framework of anatomy that stood mostly unchanged for nearly 1,200 years, and he accurately wrote of his wonderment as he saw that the spine tends to keep everything in motion and at the same time aims at the security of its components. Now, a lot has changed in the last 2,500 years, but we are still trying to figure out what people or why people experience low back pain. What structures are at fault? 
how to address back pain effectively and create lasting results. We've developed advanced surgical techniques, diagnostic tools, and imaging systems. And there have been countless thousands of articles and books written on anatomy and pathology. And yet, the current wave of back pain treatment focuses less on the biomechanical structure and more on the entire picture. The biopsychosocial model acknowledges that our structure, our thoughts, and our environment cannot be separated, but must be considered as equal parts of a whole if we are to understand and treat pain. I don't know about you, but to me, it sounds like we've returned in large part to where we were 2,500 years ago, when Aristotle noted that pain is a passion of the soul. Catch y'all next week.